0: friends welcome back to the film alchemist podcast the show where we look at movies we love break them apart to find out what gives them their magic i'm your host josh griffey joined as always by my friend co-host and cover human
1: alex dandino
0: alex dandino and a little steel dragon all right uh, on to some business, guys. Please take a second right now wherever you find the show. Leave us a rating and review, especially if that's to be Apple Podcast App. It's a great way for us to fight back. Uh shake our angry rock and roll fist at the algorithmic overlords. Uh, for those of you who've been doing that, thank you guys. We love every time we see one of those come in with some kind words. We appreciate you. Please Much take love. a second. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, film alchemist you can see video versions of these pods along with some other fun stuff we're working on for you over there make sure you join and subscribe to our brand new film alchemist patreon page um for just a little bit of uh your hard-earned dollars you can join our amazing community and we are doing so much extra content for you over there i think you're gonna find it to be a great value so again we are on patreon now you can find that information on all of our social pages through our link tree Uh, Again, find us on all your socials so you can share us with your friends. Uh, The more people we can bring into the party, the better. Uh, You can also email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com with suggestions on what you would like to hear covered, be it new, old, double feature, theme for a month, guest host. Also, guys, spoiler alert. uh, If you subscribe to the Patreon page, every single tier, for the most part, gets uh, the ability to choose episodes specifically for us to cover. So that is the best way to make sure that we will talk about exactly what you want. If you want to be kind and have us talk about a good movie, or if you want to inflict some damage upon us...
1: Make us sit through Dr. Is Zhivago.
0: Hey, Dr. Zhivago's great for all five million hours of it. All <laughs> right. That's enough business. Uh, thank you guys for all you've been doing for us in all seriousness, though. Uh, we. we. We are always humbled by the amount of support that you guys give us. So, truly, from our little black Philip hearts, thank you. All right. On to the show. Uh, today, Alex's very super special number one draft choice for Pod Joins the Band Month. <laughs> I would rock Rockstar. Alex, I think his exact words were, stop the presses. <laughs> I know. You know, for an old-timey reference. <laughs> yeah, wow. uh, Alex... Uh, chose Rockstar. I did. I had never seen it. Let me start by saying, I actually really liked this movie. Uh, there is a weird, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Cause I, I assumed I saw the trailer. Wow. Uh, I saw the first scene with Jennifer Aniston and I'm like, that might be the weirdest casting of all time. I was kind of flummoxed. Mark Wahlberg is doing this really interesting thing that he was able to do where he plays this very earnest, wide eyed, nice guy. In a role that doesn't seem to call for that, nor does he necessarily always seem like that. He's kind of like a more badass dude in real life. Yeah. Uh, and it is this weird kind of naively sweet morality tale that that feels like how my mom would imagine an after-school PSA about the dangers of life in the fast lane, as the Eagles said. Uh, Alex, why don't you open us up with your thoughts on your favorite movie of all time?
1: okay (laughs) let's calm the hyperbole a little bit but i do like this movie um this movie is really kind of like for me personally it's one of those like sick day movies like i watched (laughs) i I don't know how put that on the poster (laughs) like this movie makes no sense like okay so it's (laughs) it's based on actually a real thing that happened the guy who replaced rob halford and judas judas Priest. priest So the concept of the story is the thing that has happened in life. The way this movie unfolds is so odd and weird. And yet I'm entertained the entire time. It's again, the magic of movies. It's why we do this pod. I cannot explain why I enjoy this movie. It's so fucking entertaining though, because like, I'm like, yeah,
0: you better figure it the fuck out. We've got a whole
1: show to do. <laughs> <Let's I'm, go. laughs> honestly, like, And I don't like – there's a lot of stuff I enjoy ironically because some of it is just, like, so absurd. You're just laughing. You're like, I can't believe, like, this was written into a movie. And they're like, go with God. Make that flick. I mean, starting with the poster, which is wildly misleading. Like, there's no point in time where he's just, like, walking along the road with a guitar slung around his back. We'll get to that. That's the
0: hiccup that caught you? Can we just start here? Can we get this out of the – I don't want to be throwing this bomb throughout the whole show. Sure. Is Jennifer Aniston in this movie the worst casting of all time?
1: Can we talk about who could have again, done this I'm instead? Not,
0: <laughs> I'm not an absolute hater of Jennifer Aniston, right? That's not where I'm coming from. Right. She so does not look like someone who would be part of the metal community. She doesn't look like she's young enough to be in this movie. Right. With, like, her and Mark Wahlberg look dramatically older. That's not, like, a shot at her for being an older lady. No. Both of these characters look like they are in their late 30s, right? Yep. And it's it's one of those things where she just never fits in any scene. Every scene I see Jennifer Aniston, it is like a where's Waldo of <laughs> one of these things is out of place. One of these things is a narc. One of these things is an undercover Mission Impossible rubber mask. Agent. Very
1: fair. Like, let's just
0: start here. The scene where uh, we have the, the post-rock show uh, fucking dance orgy? Is that a scene where you're like Jennifer Aniston, this is exactly how I am used to seeing this. It always feels off and it's and I'm not I'm not here to say she's bad. You're talking movie. about the
1: scene at the Roxy, she right? She just doesn't fit. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have to talk about this real quick. It makes she, she's like so she has this bit with a uh, Timothy Spall who plays a uh, Mats, the uh, tour manager. So scabbers. Yeah, scabbers for those of those HP fans out there um those diehards um yeah so <laughs> he, they have this scene where he's <laughs> so mark Wahlberg has to like it's band initiation or something like that where he drinks a tube of liquor out of some girl's titties and um timothy spall tries to be like it's all in good fun really don't worry about it you know we all have our stories and then she says this line that like immediately i'm just like we couldn't have done another take we couldn't have rewritten that line at all she goes oh, yes, I'm getting some myself already. I'm like, you just sound old. Like, you sound like an old lady who's there, like, watching (laughs) their kid. Like, all right, we better get to bed by 930. It's super weird. And it's not even
0: old lady. It's that there is no part of Jennifer Aniston whatsoever that feels rock and roll to me, right? What's
1: strange is she's like at this point? So this movie came out in (laughs) 2 see. This movie came out, I think, in 2000, 2001. This movie came yeah. out in two thousand one, so she's like mega famous right now. Not only is sure, not only is like she married to Brad Pitt still, I think, but like she's also still. I think Friends was still on at that point. I mean, like,
0: yeah, Friends was if not on, it was the biggest show of still, all time. I mean,
1: it, time. it still is the biggest but show. Like, she's super famous.
0: If I had to guess, what her? I mean, she probably still has an iPod Shuffle, is full of. I would say, like, you know, what's the most rockiness level she would get up to? I mean, are we, like, talking, like, a Donnie and Marie thing? Maybe, like, Dixie Chicks when they got political? Like, what's the highest level of rock <laughs> threshold Jennifer Aniston has? And you're, like, that the movie builds it in, though, that you could believe she actually doesn't give a fuck about the music or even well, like the music. Well, she they, just loves Well, they this ascribe
1: man. this, like, manager role but, to her at the very beginning of the movie. So, yeah. like, you're automatically assuming that what she's doing is, like, Meal ticketing this guy, I'm like, shitty meal ticket. I can't even believe you'd like,
0: <laughs> okay, now I disagree with that because I think when she leaves at the end, I think this is a be careful what you wish for. Sure. I think there is a built in loserness in our our young friend uh the Wahlberg in this movie. There's a built in well, loser to this guy, and I think she she sees him as like this lovably adorable puppy project,
1: definitely, and I, oh no, he's a project I, guy for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think it's one of those, no matter how cutesy it is or whatever, she doesn't ever believe this is going to be one of those, oh, he's turned the tables on me. Right, right. You know, he's big in me. He's over here in a dance orgy. Now I just got a dance orgy. Right. But he just I, I will stop on the Jennifer Aniston thing, but I could not think of a person less rock and roll in my entire mind. I was trying to think. I'm like, who could they have kept any of the other – People on Friends would have been. better. I'll tell you
1: right now, like anyone, I think Florence Henderson, the Brady Bunch mom, might have been more rock and roll than the, the way that For Jennifer sure. Aniston comes off. No,
0: yeah, Jennifer Aniston talks like my aunt, like mm, oh, bro, I agree. I'm not having that. Is any like the bigger anywhere. problem
1: is she's like humming and hawing her way through the movie in this really awkward, weird way that does not right.
0: work. Because this this movie is the ultimate wish fulfillment fantasy, right? Totally. Jennifer Aniston essentially exists is the only character in the movie who does not accept the premise of the movie and is just doing her like snarky.
1: Oh, I
0: I guess that's so hers. She's I was re- just
1: judging the shit out of us, totally the audience for wanting to let this. Wish well, like, <laughs> and I think what's interesting about this movie, like the way it's cut together, and clearly, like some major stuff happens that got cut out of the movie. I think, but like, they fucking like almost immediately tack this up with like her leaving um the movie like she basically leaves the movie like three quarters of the way through because he's just too much and you know it's like the come back to me when you're sober type deal um but it's this like it's like clearly it's like okay she's not working for the theme of the movie right now so we have to get her out of here for at least 30 minutes so this guy can figure out what's going on in his life it's a really weird and it's it, again it, it it's, it's not
0: even that because the the old guy who's getting dialysis, right? The old band rocker is like on dialysis. Jason Bonham. No, 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 but this but this he's getting dialysis, right? Right. And he tells him he's like you are getting the chance that every fucking teenage boy has imagined. We all did. Right? right? To me, everyone I knew was like, "Oh, I want to be James Bond." I'm like, "Yeah, that involves fist fighting." I want to be in Motley Crue. That was yeah. me when I was like 12, right? I totally. want to be in Kiss. I want, to, I want to be in Guns N' Roses, right? I want all the, the you know, the WAP without the fucking, you know, pow. That's yeah. what I was looking for in my life. And he even says, he's like, you know, let her go. It just doesn't work properly. Yeah. And it's like, your job is to live this fantasy to the fucking fullest. And the movie does a really weird thing where it's like, yeah, let's just have Mark Wahlberg take a detour from his true love, and then he just floats back to her on a fucking—he's like a dehydrated wisp on a river of wop, floating back to his true love in a sweater. And we're just supposed
1: oh, to come on, don't him. blow like don't blow that part of the movie yet. Jeez, we got to get there. We got to build.
0: Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to fucking derail the twisty turny journey. That yeah, is come on, started.
1: man. Listen, much like <laughs> any great steel dragon song, this requires pacing. <laughs> Look, so
0: anyway second one of the film no i'm just
1: kidding <laughs> yeah. so okay now here's something that i one last thing about the jennifer aniston casting and this is something i thought about because i was researching like how this movie was made to begin with because obviously the story is a good story for a movie it, ha- it actually happened and you know so on and so forth so originally brad pitt was cast as mark Wahlberg's character So my thought was the reason she was there is she a leftover from the Brad Pitt casting? Was this supposed to be a Brad Jennifer movie?
0: So not only could she have been snarky and not buying into the movie, she could have also had a a, a, an undertone of hate and rage for the crumbling marriage (laughs) that she's a part of. Yeah, I think that was Brad's fault, by the way. Maybe that would have brought some intensity to it. Uh, But yeah, it's like, dude, come on! Like she just doesn't work in this movie. It's a very weird cast at all. And honestly, I don't think Brad Pitt works in this fucking movie either. No,
1: honestly, in a movie of odd, like, listen, everybody but the leads seem to be cast fairly well. Like, the band, other than Dominic West, who, like, I don't buy for a second as an actual professional musician, but, like, everyone else. (laughs) Everyone else. Definitely has
0: that better than you vibe going.
1: (laughs) But, like. You know they did a good job. they found like you know fucking Zach Wilds in this movie who's it's so by the way weird to see Zach Wild without a beard like i that is yeah. just like the the look I'm used to so when i I when I saw his real face, I'm like, good Lord, and then uh Jason Bonham, of course, son of John Bonham as the drummer for Steel Dragon, and then whoever that other guy is who I'm assuming was a member of warrant at some point uh <laughs> <laughs> like. Like the band other than Dominic White, like every supporting character kind of makes sense to me in this movie, like I love Timothy Oliphant as like the the friend who is like fed up with uh with the level of narcissism that a cover band guy has about how good he is um but yeah, the two leads it's weird because also Mark Wahlberg at this uh, point, he was Marky Mark, and then right yeah. before this movie, he had done three kings. So, yeah, he was Marky Mark, and then he was in a fucking Oscar nominated movie. He's like, you know what's next? That uh, rock star movie by from the director of Critters. Like, but, that is but like, in a way... <laughs>
0: don't you dare impute no, no, the name of not impute, by the
1: way, not impugning Critters at all. What I'm saying is, it's like Stephen Herrick is a great director because Critters rules. It's so weird <laughs> that this is in his repertoire.
0: You know what. Jennifer Aniston playing one of the aliens from Critters in this movie makes a lot of sense, right? Oh, they come shit. in, they take a shape of something that? they've seen, and they don't understand the mechanics of how humans behave. That would work for me. Uh, no, I. God, this is the thing, though. It's a good journey for these actors, though, right? Because Wahlberg's doing that. His character in this movie is a cover human, right? He's one of these, he's so obsessed, and they show it to the point of, like, his whole life is built around this band and this one guy, this singer, right? Bobby Beers. And and the clash between what he wants to be and what he is, right? That's a perfect place for where Mark Wahlberg was. Yeah. Right? He didn't want to be Marky Mark. The you know Leo said he wouldn't work with him because he was a fucking model who wanted to be a rapper, who now wants to act. He was trying to find himself. He was figuring right. out which version of, you know, is he more Marky or more Mark? Who knows? And then also, it works really well with the Timmy o- Timothy Oliphant thing—the uh, the guy who desperately feels like he wants to be and is liked enough to be the kind of leading man in a lot of big movies. Yeah, and always seems to get the smaller movies or play second fiddle mm-hmm. to guys like fucking Marky Mark. So it's like they have a real weird intensity that absolutely works. Right, the scenes when Mark Wahlberg is trying to crush him. Right, don't add any of your artistry to this. Right, play it exactly perfect. That feels like it could have been rooted in reality when he rips his, his, you know, cord out of his amp. Cause he's trying to solo again. Yeah. And Olafant raging against them, not understanding his artistry. It reminded me of that bit when, uh, Kevin Smith was talking shit about Oliphant when they did catch and release. And he's like, <laughs> Oliphant kept giving him shit and acting like how difficult it was. Cause he's not a classically trained actor. And I was like, Oliphant's probably sitting there like, why the fuck am I not in three Kings? Why am I in catch and release? Why is it Marky Mark down here fucking, you know, chewing it up with Kevin
1: <laughs> It's a, Their vibe really fucking works for the cover band. Oh, vibe. no, totally. Like, the, the the chemistry between those two guys and, like, the fights they have feel very real and very visceral. Like, the beginning of the movie is actually a really good, like, hallmark for the whole film. Like, when they're rehearsing and he stops to, like go over the guitar like this is the lead he singer he plays
0: the song on he the tape deck he plays the song deck. on the tape oh, deck and he's like bit. get the
1: squeal <laughs> get the squeal right he's like i'm doing it it sounds exactly the same man no man got to be grungier got to be grosser and he does it like thank you that was great and like walks away i'm like man if you're not going to play guitar and you're going to tell a guitar player how to play like that is like the level of like I, it right from the jump tells you exactly how obsessed this person is and how He'll have the audacity to tell someone, hey, listen, I don't play your instrument, so I have no idea how difficult it is to pull that off. But do it right or or else. Like, that is the movie in a nutshell. And, like, that's where the whole thing starts is the level of perfection he has for himself for something that is cover is impressive and annoying. I would well, be annoyed. I'm annoyed watching it.
0: Yeah, well, the start of the movie is this really cool take on, right? Are they a tribute band or a cover band? And him making that distinction, because he doesn't want to admit... I love that, you know, you're too afraid to write a song, right? Yep. And he's like, you're too afraid to put yourself out there of anything of yours, so you become this fucking ultimate chameleon. You know? And I, I thought that bit was actually pretty fucking interesting, right? Because you see, they get big crowds. Yeah. Uh, the The two girls that sleep with dominic west and end up getting him his shot right you know whatever else was on that tape they recorded over to fucking you know (laughs) dominic west is watching his fucking you know cheek beating back and then sees like oh what's this on the end of this tape an audition right like he's like i'm ready he's just yeah uh, he's
1: definitely watching him just go just toe to toe with these gals and then like Oh, we almost taped over all this concert we recorded. Oh, this is interesting. Thank you. He's just
0: you. like here, he here, and then he's like, "What is that voice of an angel? <laughs> what oh, is that's that not
1: angelic me? sound coming from the television?"
0: <laughs> that's not my pancake batter. That's our new lead singer. I do declare. I don't know why that's the voice, but it's this cool. Cause like when he goes to the concert, he's very known. He's very loved. Right? He he is a popular figure in this group. And so he has the goodwill to put himself out there and try to be a fucking artist and he fucking can't do it. And I, I thought that part of it is really cool. What is, cause, cause what the movie does that makes it a little more interesting than I think it has any right being right. Cause I agree with you. If you look at kind of the paint by numbers way, this movie's made, it it feels like it should be bullshit. Yes. And it feels wrong. And it feels like this movie I, I was describing to you. It feels like, probably the way my mom thinks about heavy metal music yes exactly there is not one bit of authenticity or understanding of the culture of rock and roll or metal in this movie right Right. it feels it's kind of like how my wife was always like my mom watches big bang theory because she likes it because she says it helps her understand you and i was like that's the most insulting thing i've (laughs) ever heard yes because no one who's actually a nerd or in fandoms relates it all to big bang theory. That show is made by people making fun of us. Right. It's Mm -hmm. the way Larry, the cable guy is a fucking front to insult the people that have made him a billionaire. Right. Right. And I was, it it just, that's what this movie is. It's, it's a fucking, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing. There is no love for the, the music or the genre they're in. Right. And so everything about this should fail. But I think that showing us this man, of you know talent and love and again there's there's a a sweetness at the core of this movie that is very unexpected mm-hmm. this is not the cynical dark dive man destroyed by WAP and drugs that you think no, it's going to no. be this is much there more is tame a, than that yeah and there there's a there is a kind of naive keep smiling aspect oh, yeah. to marky mark there's this a lot movie that. that works yeah and so i i think it's actually somewhat charming That when we turn the movie – because, again, we talked about the other band movies we've done. It's creating a band with your friends, right? Not enough money, not enough talent. You're too young. Uh, You're too out there. No one wants to hear it. This is the the ultimate version of joining a band. What if the band that you have all the pictures for, right? Like when I was a kid, what if I could just replace Kurt Cobain, Right. right? Or I could replace James Hetfield, like the titans of music that formed my youth, right? what if you could do that and we all fucking are singing and screaming in our rooms pretending that happened what the fuck if that happened and so this weird Wishmaster version of the movie that we get mixed with <laughs> yeah. his kind of earnest sweetness yeah becomes a way more interesting movie than it has any right being right a movie that at its core has no fucking heart or it is so hollow yes. becomes very interesting well
1: and i think that's the thing about Marky Mark's character, Mark, well, sorry, he's not, he's not Marky Mark at this point. If if he
0: knew us, he would beat our ass. Yeah. We got to start saying Mark Wahlberg. Mark
1: Wahlberg's (laughs) character is very earnest in this movie. And I think that's a really important thing about why it works because yes, it's like the most shallow movie ever about, Hey, being a musician's awesome. And then, you know, maybe not, I don't know, go to Seattle. Like that's like the movie. There is something very followable, though, about the sort of naivete and the earnestness that Mark Wahlberg's character keeps for, like, almost the entire movie. What's interesting yeah. is, like, even after he becomes jaded, they have that moment where uh, he comes back to the band after, like, being gone for a couple months, and he's, like, written his own shit. And they're like, uh, yeah, whatever, like, seat warm, like, whatever bench warmer, like you don't write your like this is a this is a business and that's like where i think is that's what i think is really interesting is like even that far into the movie this guy's been on a world tour like he has absolutely i have friends who tour in bands all the time like my friend rob who's been on the show before i remember when he came back from his first tour uh with the first band he went out with he was a completely different person as far as like how he operated with music how he operated with people in general so like it's fascinating that they ke- they keep this naivete a little bit so that he's still engaging and still interesting so that he has room to grow and then eventually like grows out of the steel dragon this. But uh, yeah, like I think that's the thing that keeps people watching the movie is like you want to see this guy not fuck it all up because how many movies that go this way are about people who just like torch their entire lives
0: well it's it's the the necessary evil of a wish movie right is that yes. whatever you wish for right and this is ill-gotten gains because he wasn't he didn't come up with them right he is this add-on no. to the band yeah so by the kind of merits of how you tell a wish fulfillment story he has to not desire that at the end he has to not be a cover human right and learn to be his own man, because even when he starts breaking bad and he's crashing motorcycles and just like lining up puss, you know, like, oh, I just need all the fucking, you know, all the lob I, can, I get. can get boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And you kind of see this grungy, nasty, like it doesn't even look like a fun party. Like the movie, again, the movie really misses all the fun parts about like metal. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it doesn't capture that like awesome, you know, 80s fucking hair metal explosion that have. But there is this – even when he breaks bad and Jennifer Aniston comes to see him in that really cool scene where she comes in and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? I was going to see you in – she's like, you're in Seattle. Yeah. Even when he's breaking bad, he's still somewhat trying to be a good guy, which Uh is – this isn't – he's not raging and hating on her. He wants to be the man that she fell in love with, right? That, you know, as soon as I saw you, my heart stopped. I knew you could go all the way. I knew you had the talent. He wants to be that guy. That is still important to him. Right. Because I think there's also a part of this. If you just make him the, I know I'm better and more talented and more handsome than all of you. And I have abs in every shot. Right. And he's a dick. You can't buy into this movie. No, not at all. So there, there's a very fucking Jethro, I mean, for a Beverly Hillbillies, topical reference, vibe <laughs> about him that really works and is charming. And that's the weird scene because you bring it up when he comes back and he's written his own songs. It's, I don't want to say all the way, terrible filmmaking and screenwriting. But for a moment where this is the first time Chris is deciding, I think his name's Chris, right? Yes, Chris Chris is deciding, I need to put some art into this thing, right? Now he's the Oliphant and he's getting shut down. The fact that he just is like, well, I lost my girl. You know, I'm just this fucking party monster. But I'm going to actually write some songs. And we never hear what he wrote. We never hear any of that.
1: Yeah, we do and he,
0: now but no like not really we don't hear like a song like they don't give him a chance to belt <laughs> well, it out
1: clearly you didn't hear bang the banger colorful at the end of the movie
0: all i heard was <laughs> and i was like maybe that's a song wow i don't think he wow. wrote his
1: grunge song
0: you know right oh, at the end of the movie he becomes patient zero for the fucking alt rock how badly death.
1: how badly did you want that concert to continue like all right, now this next song is called Lithium. Like, will they just like start covering all the hits?
0: I had a violently hateful reaction to the last couple minutes of this, but we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. But what I'm saying is, it's a weird decision for them to not put any time in to show the decision for him to become a fully formed artist. Yes. And try to help steer. Steel Dragon to take some well, ownership over this thing that's yeah, ruled his life. I think the movie it's really the weird. movie
1: ends in a hurry. Like I think that's a big problem, and this is another thing that I think is missing in general from the movie. Because you're right. Like I wish that this movie was more about him coming to grips with himself as an artist. Instead, it's him coming to grips with fame, which can be fun, can be kind of interesting. Like for about 30 minutes, it kind of is, and then it's not. I do. They don't think, even
0: get into that part of it.
1: Well, no, it's a montage. Like I, th- this is like <laughs> this. This movie happens so fast. I think that's why I like it because it feels like it's probably eighty minutes long, and it's like it's like candy. It's so easily digestible. Like it just happens. Yes. So, like,
0: well, we were saying this too. There's not a lot of like hidden depths in this. It's just like, no. here's kind of a thing. You'll like some of it if Listen, you don't. Eh, if you like soon.
1: movies that are basically text, this is right up your alley. There's absolutely nothing about this, but even that, that like scene, sub. right?
0: They, yes, that in that scene, they refuse to do any artistry and explain no. the crux of the entire film. But then when you find out that Steel Dragon themselves are essentially a Steel Dragon tribute band at this point. Right. We have to play the songs that our fans like. They right. will leave if we don't. If the girls well, leave, the men leave. You find out that they're trapped in this Twilight Zone tribute band, Hell too. Right. And you're like, they miss the entire point of the movie, but they're putting something in that's at least interesting.
1: Right. I mean, look, there is, like, the level of – there's a level of business. Like, the business of making music is very different than anything else. Like – you're making subjective art based on what you're feeling, but also needs to be sort of part of how you produce music previously. Like this is a thing that constantly bands talk about. Like we didn't want to repeat the same record. I can't tell you how many bands I've liked that literally put out the same three records. Like every, every two years you're like, got it. I get the sound. I I understand what's going on now. Like, The Dominic West scene where he says, like, one one angry fang turns into two, two to four, four to eight, and so on and so forth. Like, he's not wrong. Like, there's a level of, and especially at that time in the 80s, like, now making music is a much more dicey enterprise. In the 80s, literally, they were showering these guys with money. So, look... That is not up for debate. Like, for me personally, I understand, like, why that scene's in the movie. I do think there's, like, 30 minutes of this movie that I'm not saying it's on the cutting room floor. I'm saying it wasn't written or shot, which should have been about (laughs) Chris's journey to writing his own songs. Like, him going back to, like, Pittsburgh and, like, hanging out with his family and having that conversation, like... It'd be a great moment to have with his dad where his dad's like, listen, I always like watching you do that thing. But at the same time, like, it's okay to be your own person. It's okay to, like, write your own songs. Like, I like Chris Cole. I don't like Bobby Beers. Like, there's moments. How
0: about going back to see Jennifer Aniston as the impetus, right? Because the hammer. And again, we try not to do this where it's like, oh, we can write a better movie than all these. Right. And I'm not trying to make it. But there is a moment, right? The, the scene in the movie that you so desperately wanted and never got is you need Chris to write a song that means the world to him, whether it's to get her back or for any reason, really. Right. right. And realizes that the song that he wrote that means so much to him is not a Steel Dragon song. Yes. And I feel like they think they got there by Steel Dragon just shitting on it. But you're like, they didn't even listen to it. They shut him right. down before it started. Yeah. So you miss the most important story element of that which is he needs to realize that his music is not their music yes i mean they kind they tried to shoehorn it in but again it
1: it, it's like the last half hour of the movie is this compressed hour (laughs) 30 that needs to get like kind of like because that's what it is like this movie just ends in a hurry like you see a lot of like like it's basically watching that woman pee standing up and from there we're off to the races and it's just like madness like
0: well again thinking of it as like a movie made through my mom's pov is really funny where it's like oh it's a sexy you know femme fatale i I agree and then my our moms see this pig standing up they're like oh the people's rock and roll is so scary
1: but that's exactly like there's a version of this movie that is very (laughs) homegrown and quiet and like much more plaintive and i think like is about a very different version of like there's a version of this movie that's shot for like a million dollars like it's like a Gus Van Zandt movie almost like but this is very much like not this is very much like the cliff notes version of how to be famous how to be rich how to live your life how to realize it's not all worth it and move on like that is sort of the movie for me and again I don't have a problem with that because it is like oddly entertaining in a lot of ways like
0: i and it is it it absolutely is because what it really plays like is it's almost famous without all of the important lessons and soul ripped
1: out that's exactly what it is
0: but in a way that's like saying you know oh like that burrito at the gas station isn't food you're like but at 3 a.m it's pretty awesome right Right. like you know i'm not trying to make cuisine when i'm just getting home from the bar i just want to smash like carbs and grease in my face that's and this is the thing the movie has these weird choices that end up working yes even though it it, it is it's just like this constant i'm just what what (laughs) all the time like his true like essentially the the essence of his arc is he falls down some stairs looks around he's like oh
1: my head's bleeding what do i do and he
0: stands up and keeps singing and they're like look at that character development you're like (laughs)
1: oh okay that is...
0: all right that's what we're... but there was a scene that i really liked i liked when he's at his wits end i liked him and scabbers conversation in the bar that i thought good. that was really cool
1: i thought you were gonna say you liked that part where the dad references that he totally ate his mom out yeah in front of his the dad's in front of just his...
0: like i also eat pussy like my imaginary <laughs> son is lots of it <laughs> His dad's like gaston on, except for thirty eggs every day. It's just thirty whops. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, thanks, dad. That's gross.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off this meaningful moment. In, but I definitely on a couch full of
0: family and friends. Yeah. So it's like family hey, and the friends,
1: and then like the brothers. Like, come on, guys, that's gross. It's like, dude, yes, yeah. why? But you know, what are you gonna do?
0: He's like, I see shit in the streets as a cop, but. No, was to see their dad put Dude, down on their mom. Chris.
1: That um, the guy. So the guy who plays the brother, the guy from the Wedding Singer, who's <laughs> yeah, he's got to be some. He has some of my like, his intro is one of my favorite so moments good. in the movie. Like where he, so, so good. It's him walking into the room, and again, like if you don't know what's going on in the movie, you're like, oh my god, is this guy getting like busted by the cops? Like see, like oh, this is where we get to see he's a street tough of some kind, I guess, with his yeah. With his very nice hair and his super cool leather pants. No, it's just like douchey brothers. Like, where's your stash, huh? Wait, get up, get up. <laughs> yeah, like, I fucking love, I fucking love. That is and like
0: even when he comes down in his uh, Dwight Schrute outfit, <laughs> he's still <laughs> ready to fight. You want to go? I, so, I so thought sad. that, but see, that's the thing. I feel I like, like that opening that of the movie is really good. I love the opening of the movie. Yes. And the second half weirdly still is very fun but it's it's the be careful what you wish for movie that doesn't really show any stakes or damage of the wish because Agreed. what the movie really tells us is that he gets off probably better than he was before because yes. he's I mean, not only going to destroy steel dragon but all hair metal and bring in fucking alternative yeah. sweater rock he
1: goes he goes <laughs> out and starts a like sweater garage rock band and um gets the girl like, it, it basically, he learns no lesson other than, like, man, I definitely shouldn't, like, do tons of cocaine anymore. Like,
0: Or he was like, God, it was awesome to do tons of cocaine and women. Right. But, you know, but, you, know you can know, only sweaters. do that for so much. Yeah. yeah. It, you know,
1: a year and a half know, of that. I sweaters, am tired. I sweaters. Doc Martens. I got to do it. <laughs> and that's, like, kind of the. But that, and he still ends up with Jennifer Anson in the end of the movie. And you're like. Is that how everything goes? Like, do you just like, if you sing a song by the verve pipe, you'll definitely get the girl without question.
0: It feels like the movie's letting us know that the moment they get signed, this is like a devil's advocate thing, right? He'll never (laughs) fully escape. The moment he gets signed again, he'll be like, well, I'll see you in eight months. Well,
1: like, okay. So (laughs) my pussy vacations, here. (laughs) how crazy. This is the other thing too, is like, so he like that whole truncated scene where he's like singing the song happens and she sees the poster and it's like, Chris Cole in band, so here's the thing he
0: didn't even tell her
1: he didn't tell her he's also using the fame of his name, which originally was supposed to be Izzy in the steel- Dr- in Steel Dragon, but like literally it never comes up after the beginning of the movie, so everyone knows who Chris Cole is. So all these people he packs a coffee shop, which I mean, you know
0: He's more famous for leaving the band. He's more than he famous probably was for leaving the, the
1: band and playing in a Starbucks, the original one, than he is for actually being Is Jennifer Aniston running the first Starbucks? I think Jennifer Aniston ran the first Starbucks. I think the reason she leaves <laughs> and goes into business in Seattle is so she can she's like, We really got into coffee and I think we're gonna start this uh you know, just little shop where we make cold coffee and frappuccinos of some kind, and like that's... Yeah,
0: and someday we'll make milkshakes so that giant herds of families and children that shouldn't have this much sugar and caffeine can make Griffey wait so he can order his simple fucking coffee that takes 25 minutes. Commentary. Because it takes five minutes per fucking milkshake at Starbucks. If you're a person who orders the fucking milkshake at Starbucks not ahead of time on a mobile order, Fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. That is one of my biggest. That's what pet this show piece. is
1: turning into. That's what it is. I
0: hate when I go to Starbucks and you're like, oh, there's a family of fucking five. All the kids look like little fucking offensive linemen. I guess we're gonna have eighteen fucking milkshakes that they don't never mind, sorry. Sorry to rage against the night.
1: <laughs> it's not it's not very Chris Cole of you, that's for sure. Certainly not
0: I have so little Chris Cole in my body.
1: Yeah, you're definitely the more... The best
0: case for me is the guy that replaces Chris Cole.
1: Okay. Hey, by the way, do you know who that is?
0: <laughs> I don't. Okay. It looks like... What's his name? Trey Parker. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, I remember watching this movie in 2001. I never noticed this until I saw a commercial for the band Alter Bridge, which, if you know any, Alter Bridge is the band that all the members of Creed started without Scott Stapp. Yes, the guy that he pulls up on stage is a guy named Miles Kennedy, who is the lead singer of Alter Bridge. And yes. I remember watching the movie, and then I remember seeing a commercial for an Alter Bridge record, and being like, "That's that fucking guy from Crete, from fucking Rockstar." <laughs> did he? I did
0: they have did heard, they rockstar him? I listen to Alter Bridge almost every single day. I'm not saying this is a as a, as a crack, a wise crack. Because they do the uh, pro wrestling entrance song for Edge, which is one of my son's favorite. You think you know me. <laughs> On this day, I see clearly. Oh, my God. Everything will come to light. <laughs> and my six-year-old's like over there doing like, yeah. And he's like, Alter Bridge. And I was like, oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. God. You have failed that kid. Wow.
0: I mean it's like when my mom I tricked my mom into buying Creed CD for me cuz I told her they were Christian rock.
1: Oh yes. And she's like
0: really? I I'm not here to lie that I didn't think Creed was one of the top 5 greatest bands of all time at a certain point in my life. I'm not here to pretend I'm I was cooler than the Creed craze. Honestly, that album, Human, or one of their albums, I think, had the record for most number one hits off a debut album. They had four number one hits. It's gotta be that. It's
1: gotta be that Human Clay, I believe. I did not know
0: we were doing a deep dive into my terrible music history. Who knew? (laughs) But yeah, but no, I. It's it's a strange movie. It's look, and this is the thing we keep saying. It's I don't want to say it's a bad movie because if you walk out of a movie and you're pretty entertained and I was like if this movie was on again like if I just saw it right I I'd, I'd sit down and finish it yeah, see, I'd watch the rest this of it I like don't a, know
1: why this is a really important thing about this movie is like I will watch this movie it's it's like the Put that on the poster as well. It's like The Shawshank Redemption not like The Shawshank Redemption but it's like the way that I would <laughs> the way that like when it's on TV you watch it same thing. Like it is wow. the same. Like it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm entertained. I'm turning it on like same vibe.
0: That is a leap. Like I, for the law, well, as a kid I didn't who say it was the same quality
1: as Shawshank Redemption. I said, I will watch it in the way I would watch Shawshank redemption. If it's on, I watch it.
0: I think you're splitting. Don't try to
1: tag long, Don't try to tag that hair metals.
0: Me. I mean, you were essentially saying you would do to Rockstar what I did to Jaws when I was a kid, which is like, oh, Jaws on. Fuck my day, right?
1: <laughs> I say, fuck one. my day. It's, well, first off, as we've established this movie, it's not fuck my day. It's well, fuck the next 80 minutes of my life, I guess. Like, that's <laughs> that's what it is.
0: And everything else and your friends and family. But you'll still get the girls. I mean, I'm yeah. not
1: watching it like four I mean- times in a row.
0: This is again, though, but this is the ultimate fulfillment of the theory of the month, right? What is cool about joining a band? We've talked about the young you know enthusiasm of it, the creating while life is so good and you're untarnished and beaten, the screaming in the face when life has kicked the shit out of you and dealt you a bad hand. you said, with music, I will be powerful enough to overcome that right This is the the um i mean this is the exact opposite. What if you could be the hero on the wall? This is the one movie that does not ask us to say, what if you had the fortitude to give something of yourself, right? And the sad lesson of the movie is that Chris Cole will be more famous and well off because he was this fucking cover human. Yes. And at the end, he, he cloisters himself in Seattle and you know, all of the finest scratchy sweaters, (laughs) but because of the fame of his false journey into this band, you get the sense he'll be fine. He essentially is patient zero
1: yeah. for the grunge alt movement. I think he'll probably be fine. He'll end up being like Butch Vig, like a record producer, but never like a famous person again. <laughs>
0: um, They're gonna be like Mud Honey, like one of those like people yeah, liked him, but dude, they didn't quit. exactly. No, I think the op. I think he's gonna be one of those cash in, and all the other bands gonna be like, "Fuck that band." No, he'll be. I, but that's because again, this movie does not have. It doesn't take on artistry at all. No. You could say that there are people who were artists. They get trapped in these unwinnable scenarios. The take
1: is that the business itself, especially at that time, is going to sap the artistry out of you. I mean, like, the best is, like, the best example of this is the post-credits when um, uh, the guy Bobby Beers, Jason Fleming, plays. He's, like, the original singer for Steel Dragon, talks about his lifelong passion of irish step dancing and he becomes like lord of the dance basically and that's like that is that is like i wanted out so i decided to do what i wanted to do that is like the essence of artistry right there and that's what the movie's really saying is like (laughs) if you want to be an artist you're not going to be famous which is really weird because
0: i feel like yeah what i gleaned from the movie is it said all that art shit's all right (laughs) But really, the the hotel pussy parties and the motorcycle crashing. Because this thing at the end, when we see Chris Cole, who's playing the, yeah, I'm you know kind of like a more serious, somber version. Well, of he the cut thing. his hair; it's different, you know. Does that scream happiness? Do you see Chris at the end? You're like, man, what a liberated, happy guy. No, he's like, mm-hmm.
1: well, he's like playing guitar mm-hmm. on a stoop nearby, and then his friend walks up and says hi to him. So I mean, yeah. like, you know.
0: He, I'm just saying, where's that nice fucking Jethro we had at the start of the movie? Here's this. He's back in that proverbial heaven suite. The movie's telling us use your artistry so long as it can there get you to this, the party and then fuck artistry. There is like a
1: huge <laughs> I will say this, there is this huge gripe I have about the postscript like going going like into this like ending of the movie which is the way in which they allow him to <laughs> like progress. So okay, he walks off stage and the guy from Alter bridge runs out and finishes the show. He like walks out of the venue, disappears.
0: He has to take a pee, man.
1: Back to to that scene. I love, he has to take a piss. So he goes and takes a piss and walks out like never, no longer in steel dragon. The succession of events is as follows. He leaves. He, the next thing you see, he's hitchhiked to Seattle in a semi and then you see him sitting, like, by the wharf, and he's playing his guitar like a homeless person. And then Timothy Oliphant walks by.
0: A rich as fuck person. Okay.
1: Now, that's what I'm talking about. In no facet of reality. Like, this is the most contrived part. And this is the thing that always, like, bothers me about this movie, honestly. Besides, like, it being kind of hollow. is like, in no facet of reality is, like, Chris Cole, A, not a rich person. Like, he's clearly rich
0: even if he got sued back to like the stone age that takes time that still takes time and also he's famous as shit so he'd have opportunity he has
1: opportunities like there's absolutely no reason in the world he needs to hitchhike across the country in a semi with his guitar slanged across his back and a fucking duffel bag no Sorry.
0: I'm a cowboy. Let's well, like, see. The other thing to too, is like, what they
1: don't want to tell you, <laughs> what they don't want to tell you is that when he like, I really missed you, Emily. And they like, go back, they go back to his like fucking palatial four star hotel room with like all kinds of shit in it because he's a rich, yeah. he's famous. He's rich. Like they'll do that.
0: It's, it's not even that one of the things I hate most about this besides Chris just absolutely never in the song he plays. You're like, That doesn't feel like you either. Now you're just this other (laughs) fucking version of a cover man. He's like a fucking pod person, right? The thing I hate most is that this movie that shows absolutely no love for 80s hair metal or any of those bands. A lot of those bands kicked fucking ass. Yes. And they made amazing music. And yes, was it a little more vapid music? Sure. But it was fucking awesome. Still fun. And it meant a lot to a lot of people, right? And the movie has the fucking audacity, because of the sheer cowardice of these people, to not learn the subject matter, to say that Chris learning to become a real boy like Pinocchio, like Pinocchio in a sweater with a Couldn't dumb haircut, get through
1: one whole pod without a Pinocchio reference.
0: No. So little little Pinocchio Chris with his bad sweater and haircut is now a real boy, and becomes the fucking harbinger. For all these actually talented musicians.
1: He's the Lewin, Chris, He's the Lewin yeah. Davis.
0: So when Chris fucking... I'm going to let that one slide. So when Chris fucking becomes Pinocchio, right? He is now going to destroy this thing that he loves so much that he devoted his whole life to it just because they didn't take his fucking songs that may have been shit. Seemed like it by the end. And I was like... Probably terrible. The fact that the fucking producers are saying that Chris is minor character development will fucking bring down hair metal and then slander them in those interviews those postscript interviews where they're just talking like absolute cocks (laughs) just slandering the whole fucking 80s hair metal explosion as if all of them were shit loved it that fucking made me mad that actually made me and again these are people that just do not understand the fucking scene that there are these like
1: pissed me off i don't know if you count. there's a couple of like tangential references to current like Pop stars, like for instance, like Jason Bonham's comes in and like Jason Bottom comes in and trashes this hotel room. Like, what happened? Like, found out his wife's leaving for Peter Gabriel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course she would. Like, he's well, a drummer. Because
0: no woman can love Phil Collins.
1: <laughs> I'm like, no woman can love Phil Collins. He's the drummer for Steel Dragon, and he's fucking Peter Gabriel. Duh. Like, yeah, yeah makes total sense. He's gonna sledgehammer that yeah. b- for sure. Oh,
0: the lady that you fucking leave in your. Uh- Your fucking side piece limo got sad and traded up. Bummer.
1: Oh, boo hoo. I mean, mean,
0: that, and that's the thing. Even the fucking absolute disrespect for subject matter, even with some really unusual casting, even with no focus on character development or actual narrative touchstones that we rely on in all movies. These are all things we want. All things we want
1: movies. I'm still It
0: somehow still has a charm. To me it reminds me this movie very much is a cover movie. Yes. Right? It Oh my god, that is a great way, way to put, like put it. sounds like something you would like, it but it's is... so hollow and empty.
1: That is a great way to put it. It's a movie covering a movie. That is that is what yeah. it is. The movie itself is a cover song.
0: This is a poor cover of Almost Famous. Right? Just rip all the fucking gu- like Russell or Cameron Crowe when he did he actually had a he deep lived love that. for those
1: yeah that was him
0: and you can tell that that time and those bands and that culture mattered this is the exact opposite this is so exploitative we're coming in and just fucking stealing what we want and burning it down it's
1: it's it's, like look it (laughs) is ham-fisted it has no subtext it's goofy and weird I'm still so entertained by it every time I turn it
0: That's on. the fucking alchemy myth, that man. Is or the, the alchemy
1: paradox, right?
0: Why does this still why work? is it entertaining? I think it's that there are just enough weird choices that make it interesting Is kind of the the weirdest Twilight Zone episode
1: ever. Absolutely. Well, no, it's <laughs> not even a Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, they learn something at the end, this guy's like, Cool, I just get to do this again.
0: <laughs> He's just like, I fooled them again. <laughs> Right. He's like the alien God. at the diner who has the fucking fedora over his third eye. He's like, now I'm going to destroy all the pussies in a sweater. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird on paper. I should hate this movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, other than their disrespect of hair metal, I actually really like this it.
1: was an absolute. First off, I thought you had seen this and movie. Jennifer Aniston. I <laughs> thought you had seen this movie, so I didn't know I was giving you one you had never watched before. And I w- when you told me that, I'm like. We're not going to do the pod. Not a chance. <laughs> you thought I was going to cancel? I did. Like, I figured you would have gotten <laughs> 20 minutes into the movie and you'd been like, I can't believe you even think we would do this. Like, I legitimately expected. I had, like.
0: I mean, that might have crossed my mind and then it just sucked me in.
1: I was Googling. I was honestly Googling other movies. Like, I'm like, maybe we should just do <laughs> Almost Famous. And then I was, and then you didn't say anything. And I'm like, I guess. And then we get, we're here. We're recording. And I'm like, I guess we'll just do it. It, so. it's done. It's done. That's
0: it. It's done. We did it. That's we
1: we my made it. To
0: the big my <laughs> I want those face melters, dude. I oh, got the dis, the
1: disrespect.
0: The disrespect. Alright, guys. That's enough for Rockstar. I think that's more than enough for Rockstar. I we can't believe a, we made fair
1: we, treatment. Over fifty minutes on Rockstar. This is the most anytime anyone's ever spent. I'd like to including see the standings the where we
0: rank in longest attention paid to Rockstar after the credits ended. All right, guys. Please take a second. Leave us a rating and review. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. Please join our Patreon please. community. It's going to be so please. fun. It's going to be really fun, guys. Please email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com with your suggestions on movies you'd like to hear us cover. Please find us on all the socials you're on and share us with your movie-loving friends. More than anything, thank you guys for joining us. For The Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffin. I am Alex Dandino.